Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing world and discuss all things video game related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment, and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links will also be in the description. I have a number of things I want to kind of talk about today because obviously there's all this talk around God of War Ragnarok and the uh, collector edition itself. Um, a lot of the stuff around The Last of Us and whether or not it's worth the money. But I want to kind of talk about a game that has been out for uh, almost almost two years now. And when it launched, obviously it caused, you know, it was supposed to be the next big thing. And unfortunately, it wasn't. And it wasn't because of the game itself, although I'm sure a lot of people argue that there were some issues with the game. And I can see, you know, those issues being a problem. But mainly it was because of the bugs and the way the game ran, the various things, you know, crashing and not loading properly, kind of taking you out of that that immersive experience that you wanted from that game. I'm sure all you probably already know what I'm talking about, especially since I've kind of talked about me playing this game quite a bit, and that is Cyberpunk 2077. I've been playing this game a lot, and I just got to a point where I was, you know, full on in invested in the game and wanting to kind of get to the end, obviously doing all the side missions and kind of following those story paths in a way too. But I was just fully invested. I just really, really enjoyed the game. And I should obviously say that, you know, I'm playing this on my PS5 and I'm playing it after the 1.5 update, you know, has been out. It's been out since I think February or so. So, or maybe, maybe February, March, it was something like that. But basically, you know, that was the update that just made the game what it was supposed to be. In my entire time of playing the game, and I've probably put in maybe 22 to 23 hours, maybe a bit more. I need to, I need to check. But in my, in 23, 24 hours of playing that game, I've had one crash and one weird hiccup where it was just kind of stuttering or, or something like that in, in one area. But other than that, everything was as expected. You know, there were obviously some weird moments where things wouldn't like, if I'm waiting for someone to talk, they might not talk in time, stuff like that. But Stuff like that is okay. Like it happens in these kinds of games, but I just want to kind of give that, you know, caveat and all that, you know, I'm playing it on my PS5 with that update. So obviously I'm able to kind of experience the game in a much different way than a lot of other people. At this point of time, having played that game, gone into that and gone to the end of the game. Honestly, if I had played this game in 2020, it would have been one of my top three, top four games of the year without a doubt. I know for me that year, Ghost Tsushima was at the top, but thinking about it quite a bit, you know, after having finished it, just the ending and everything that's been in my mind, this would definitely ha have been a close one, you know, maybe a two still because Ghost Tsushima was still just so amazing for me, but it would be really, really close to being at the top. The gameplay, was surprisingly fun, especially once you start kind of getting into it and understanding the various things you can do with the mods and all that stuff. Also with the weapons that you keep picking up. 
The other thing that was just awesome about this game was that I got through the entire game, basically stealthing my way through most of the missions. And I would kind of do that thing of like, you know, saving and reloading all that stuff, like fine. But I basically got through most of the game without kind of alerting people and whatnot. And that made a lot of the main missions so much more enjoyable. Some of the main missions you can't do much about in terms of, you know, avoiding combat. You do have to fight people. And there's some other missions as well uh, outside of like the main mission, like side missions and stuff where it's the same thing. You do kind of end up fighting people even if you don't mean to. But a, a, a lot of the times, the majority of the time, you can kind of approach it in any way you want. And that made this game stand out to me when compared to some things like The Witcher 3. Obviously, Witcher 3, it, it's hard to compare, right? Because it's two different types of games. But I'm looking at it in terms of CD Projekt Red and what they were able to do with Witcher 3 now with this. Um, and like the closest thing I can compare Cyberpunk 2077 to is maybe maybe skyrim in a sense right in terms of skyrim being so huge and just so revolutionary at that time it, it it's kind of like that but obviously cyberpunk 2077 does take into consideration all the things that have happened since then right in those nine years since that game had come out and ways to kind of improve that experience and it basically let me kind of feel like yeah i am this character and i can approach and play this game the way i want to the, the story itself, I know this is something that, you know, is kind of up and down for a lot of people. I really like the story. I really liked Johnny Silverhand, uh, played by Keanu Reeves, and his whole storyline and everything around him. And, you know, there's obviously a, going going into the game itself, you know, I would always hear or read about people not really liking Johnny Silverhand and just the type of character he was and whatnot. And depending on, like, the paths you take and the, the things you do, I guess it might change. But in my experience, like I saw that version of Johnny Silverhand, but as we got through my story and my playthrough, it got to a point where Johnny Silverhand and, and my character had this, you know, weird sense of respect and almost love for one another that kind of grew over time. And even in my case, like me playing the game, I started to like Johnny Silverhand. I wanted to know more about the character. I want to know more about their past. And deep down, I want to find a way to kind of help them as well. And there's obviously things, you know, there's a lot of like different paths and um, storylines uh, with, with different characters, including Johnny Silverhand, that you can do. And, you know, I was excited to do his storyline or his side stuff because it was, you know, I wanted to know more about the character and everything and kind of give him some form of closure in a sense. And like, I I, I really like that. I, I, I think about it with, with Witcher 3 or, you know, any other RPG, you know, not, not any linear game, but any other RPG. And I kind of think about it that it, not a lot of them were able to kind of, kind of do that. I know the last of us part two did kind of set out to have a character that you sort of, you know, just instinctively, is that, is that even a word instinctively, but like whatever instinctively, uh, kind of hate right from the get go because of their actions. Right. But they want you to kind of fall in love with the character over time. And I remember like for me, that was such a hard time because I knew the character from, from the previous game and all that. We don't need to go into the story details, but you know, that's kind of what they set out to do. In this case, I feel like it was just done in a way, and obviously it's an RPG, right? So you, there's, there's a lot more to, to play with, but this game was able to kind of let me actually work through my feelings with Johnny Silverhand in my own way and also learn about the character 
in my own way as well, if that makes sense. And this goes with not just Johnny Silverhand, but other characters. There's other characters like Judy, Pan Am, Rogue. It's just to name a few. There's a lot of characters in the game that a lot of you have already fallen in love with because I'm talking about this game like nearly like two years late. But a lot of people who haven't played the game, you will fall in love with a lot of these characters and you will want to follow through with their storylines because of how fun and amazing these characters are and how deep they go in terms of in terms of the characters and, and just the, the growth. And I, I, I'm just I'm just so happy, first of all, that the game got to a point where it is now. So if anyone is still waiting to check out this game, definitely we'll say again. I'm on a PS5. So if you have a next gen console, 100% jump in, you'll be good. I believe if you have a PS4 Pro or an Xbox One X, you should also be okay. So in those cases, yeah, especially with all these updates, jump in. There's no point in waiting any further. Obviously, if you get a good deal and everything like that, go for it. But definitely it's worth it. And for anyone that's kind of been uh, put off by, you know, people saying that, yeah, the game's not good or the story's not good or this is, or, you know, uh, this part doesn't work well, that part doesn't work well, because I remember there was stuff like about the cops and the, the cops AI not being the best and whatnot. I played the game for 24 hours or so, finished the whole story, did a bunch of side stories and everything like that. I think I've had one time when I had, I got like one star or something. And that was also when Safsa was just driving around in the game just because she wanted to try it. And she like, she like ran over someone by mistake, but that was kind of it. And even then we just kind of ran off and the, the, the cause disappeared and that's that was it like it was not disappeared in terms of disappeared in front of me as in like we drove away to a point where they we weren't anywhere around them and just waited for the star to kind of disappear and then so that goes back to like normal and that was my entire experience with that and i just remember that thing being so so huge where people were like oh the police ai obviously i know that they made a lot of promises but it was all about oh the police ai set, uh, it was supposed to do this and that and these this thing was supposed to do this whatever like I've played it and I've never, you know, had an instant instance where that happened to me. So I'm just like, okay, like I get it if you want to just mess with the AI, but in terms of the game progression and the story you're playing, that shouldn't be happening in a sense. You know, you shouldn't have cops on you all the time either way. Obviously, it depends on how you want to play. That's the whole point of the RPG, right? And, and the game itself. But I just want to kind of let you know from, I think, a, an average gamer's perspective, uh, because this was definitely a deterrent initially where I thought that I'm like, oh, the AI of the game is not great. The world doesn't feel lived in and this and that and all that. But I played the game and again, this is with the update, right? The place is filled. There are people walking around and stuff like that. There's people literally having conversation for a good few minutes to maybe even 30 minutes or an hour. I don't know because I didn't stick that long, but you can literally like listen to people talking for so long and they have like these long, long stories just going around, going about it about stuff that they're doing or their lives and this and that. And it was just so cool. Like I, I felt like it was a world that was lived in. And I keep thinking about that world in my mind. I keep thinking about like, oh yeah, just, I just want to roam around night city. I just want to go around. I just want to like hang around this area for a bit and just see who starts talking and what their story is. Or even when I'm doing my missions, um, you know, there's like the sense of, oh yeah, like there are people here, you know, oh, this is like the main, like almost Times Square area. There's going to be lots of people. I got to be careful around here. I don't want to, you know, drive too intensely. And like, it's just like things like this where I'm like thinking about it being immersed in the game that I didn't think would happen because that's what people were telling me, right? That's what people were saying online and everything. And that kind of also shows you that like, you know, sometimes it is, it, it is a vocal minority. And I know in this case that 
uh, they they did not do a good job with with the game when it first came out in terms of all the how that was handled. But now at this point of time, this is a very very good solid video game, um, especially if you haven't played it or maybe if you started it initially and then kind of stopped because it wasn't running well and and whatnot. It's definitely worth your time. You will definitely enjoy the game and enjoy the story. Like I know I'm 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 a while, like I'm really late, but I'm I'm so excited to play. I believe that they're gonna release the the, the expansion this year. Um, I'm hoping that it's gonna be like Heart Heart of Stone or uh, Blood and Wine, like the Witcher ones, which were you know not just huge. It was basically like Witcher three point five or Witcher four in a sense. So if they do anything like that. You know, I'm I'm pretty excited, and I'm gonna be there day one, playing this game, uh, and I'm I'm just excited. I'm just excited for this world. I'm fully invested in in what they want to do next with this with this world and with this game, Cyberpunk 2077 Part Two, whatever it might be. Um, but yeah, I'm really I I love this game. I really liked it. I'm so glad that I got a chance to play this this year and finally experienced it <laughs> for myself for once. The next thing we should kind of talk about is Skate. Um, so Skate is a game by, by Electronic Arts, uh, also known as EA. <laughs> I don't know why I said Electronic Arts, but it was Skate, Skate was their answer to Tony Hawk, especially at a time when Tony Hawk was not doing the best, you know, th- those games were not what they were before. Um, whereas, and at the same time, Skate kind of also started doing this thing where they wanted to basically almost connect you with your Skateboard. I should actually go back. Skate is a skateboarding video game. <laughs> so, Skate, the, the game by EA, they, what they were trying to do was basically almost kind of connect you with the board and the world around you, right? The idea was that you as an individual are the skater in this game. Uh, and, it, you know, it's not like it's not like Tony Hawk, especially the, at least the ones that I played where you choose a, a well-known skater and you play as them. Obviously, you can do like a whole career character and whatnot. But like the whole idea of skate is that you are the character, you choose your own person, like you make your own person. And then you kind of go about in this world and, and do things, right? Like it's like do objectives and whatnot. And it's kind of like this open world. I don't know if the open world stuff was done by then in Tony Hawk, but I know they started doing that later on. Uh, but skate was just doing that at, at a, a very different scale. And the, the, the thing that they revolutionized was the fact that, that your skateboard was fully controlled using your thumbstick, at least that's the way I played. I don't know if people play it different ways, but basically the way you would flick your thumbstick would allow you to do certain tricks. And this was obviously a lot different than Tony Hawk where you would press X to jump and then you just press square triangle, this and that, whatever, like just pressing buttons. It just kind of gave you a very different sense of control with, with, with skateboard, with the skateboard in that game. It was awesome. I really enjoyed playing skate one and skate two. I remember um, my friends and I would come over and we would do uh, basically all, our own version of horse. I know one of them had horse, I believe. I can't remember. Uh, basically, for anyone who doesn't know, horse is, is this, this game where uh, you do a trick and the other person has to do a trick. If they don't do a trick, they get the the letter horse, like they get H, and they basically have to build it up to the full letters to spell out horse. And if you get horse, you lose. That's the idea. And we would kind of do that. At the same time, we would just do weird, funny tricks, or there's also, there was also a thing where you would try to inflict as much damage on your character as possible by like falling from the randomest spots in the world. But it was such a fun game and I really enjoyed it. And uh, we obviously have not gotten a skate game in a very long time after Skate 3. Uh, and uh, I, it made sense because at that time, to- the, the, the Tony Hawk wasn't doing well either. Just skateboarding games were, were just not what they used to be. 
but now there's kind of been this resurgence, uh, especially with the Tony Hawk remastered games or remake, re the remake games. Yeah, I think it's technically remade, right? Sort of remade. But the new Tony Hawk games that came out a while back, after that, it's kind of just it's just gonna be revitalized. Um, and yeah, we found out about Skate coming out or, or being made by EA, and everyone was really excited. Recently, they announced that it is gonna be it's not gonna be called Skate Four. It's just gonna be called Skate. Um, they're gonna go for the whole uh, you know game that lasts you 10 years, 15 years, 20 years is a platform, whatever uh, thing. And it's also going to be free to play. So they have already kind of, you know, made a whole guidelines or a list of guidelines of like how they want to make sure it's not paid away and all that stuff. We've heard it all day, all night, all the time. This is not something new. Um, we've been promised by a lot of developers, I feel, that games, these games, free to play games will not be paid away in or will not do this or will not do that and then they end up doing that you know exactly that like i mean diablo immortals is a good example and i'm, I'm not going to just all of a sudden say that that means that the game is not going to be good or or will have issues my main concern will be or is right now is is how will that actually you know first of all value people's times and what is the the whole paying system work in this game, right? At the end of the day, I also understand that these developers and the publisher EA needs to make money. So how do you, how will you make money off of this game? Um, you know, no, they're not putting this game out just for our benefit for us to just enjoy it for fun. They are making this for our benefit whilst also making money off of this game. So far, they've been very cagey in terms of what that actually looks like. And so far it seems that the overall reaction is negative. And I'm also kind of down on it because I was kind of interested or just excited about this game, but now I'm like, okay, a lot of those game modes, kind of what we saw with Halo Infinite a little bit with the multiplayer, a lot of those game modes were not available day one. So for me, that what I'm thinking is, okay, will it be, hey, here's Skate, but you know, all those modes, like like I mentioned, right? Like playing with, with my friends, playing stuff like Horse and whatnot. Again, I can't remember if it was in Skate 1, Skate 2, Skate 3, what, what, what it was exactly. But it's just about you know limiting that that the gameplay elements of, of of the game itself, and then either saying that we're gonna add it at a later date, or it can be something where I I don't think they'll they'll paywall it, but it just it just gives me it just very much gives me this this impression of we're just gonna give you the game, and we're gonna be working on this for the next five ten years, and we're gonna give you a battle pass at the same time. You know, but like the, the, the reason that I really like skate and, and, and enjoy skate on it, it itself, it, it just, it just won't be there. It just won't be there because of them wanting to try this, you know, new, new strategy with this game. Um, I'm obviously not going to, you know, just say that, yeah, like they'll fully block everything uh, for us right from the get go, but a game that's going free to play, you know, like just look at any other free to play game, law them, of course, you know have like specific game modes or have specific things that you can do or keep adding things to it over time but it's not necessarily like you know taking something like let's let's just say use fifa for an example you know if one day fifa was what it is right now where you pay full full price and i know that's a, a big a big issue for a lot of people as well because it is technically the same game every year but when you get these when you get fifa you get all these cool things like career mode um, you know, the, 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 the weird thing that they did, the house rules thing where you 
have like weird things happen to the ball, for example, as you're playing, just just cool things like that. And now next, let's say next year, they're like, all right, you know what? We're going to make FIFA free to play. So yeah, when you get the game, we're going to, we're going to release it free to play. Here you go. Uh, and yeah, enjoy playing with people online. So yeah, that's what we have right now, but we're definitely working, you know, hard to kind of make sure we get other stuff. And then similar to what we saw with Halo Infinite, six months go by, five months go by or like, or whatever amount of time goes by. And then, you know, still small, like very simple things that you think would be there are, are not there or have not been added. And it just comes down to, okay, like they're obviously kind of breaking it down into seasons, uh, giving an incentive to stay there for a season and come back next season, for example. So spreading these modes, for example, out, you know, into a certain time, uh, through a certain time frame, And, and obviously I haven't even gone, I'm, I'm mainly talking about game modes, but I've even talked about things like the move list. You know, what if they're like, oh yeah, these cool moves are out. If you want to use these moves, uh, then yeah, you will have to, you know, be, just get the battle pass, get a, get a battle pass. And these moves will be yours after you get a third amount of XP. We don't, we don't know. Right. Because that's, I, I, again, like who knows, maybe they block certain areas. Uh, I, I, I don't think they, I don't think they said they will. I feel like that might've been one of the, one of the guidelines and whatnot, but it, it just comes down to, like I said, of how will they make money from this game and like the battle pass thing cosmetics and stuff seems to be, you know, what everyone will do, which is fine. But like I said, this is a game that was already out and now, now they will have to take stuff away because otherwise they're going to give us skate four and then just say it's free to play, you know, and then just be like, oh, by the way, cause it's just cosmetics. I mean, that's the best case scenario. If all the game modes and everything, the way the game worked in skate one, two and three, we just got skate four, uh, game looks awesome with a new engine, all that stuff. And they said, yeah, by the way, this is free. This game that you would technically pay $70, $80 for or whatever is free. And by the way, there's a, a battle pass. That is what we would want. In most cases, that's not what happened. And in this case, I do not think that will happen. Obviously, like I said, I'm not going to just keep, you know, bashing on something that we don't know about. We, we obviously need to wait and see to understand what the game plan is. And I, if I'm not mistaken because I, I did rebuy skate three, I think on, on Xbox, because it, it, you can play it on series X and, and Xbox one as well. Um, but I remember that that was kind of a one where we just kind of jump into the open world and you can't really do much. Whereas I think skate two or skate one, maybe kind of allowed you to do a bit more. So I, they, it's not like they, you know, they haven't kind of done that. So obviously like I, I, I do, I do need to do a bit more research on, on this, but I think the stand still remains as to what will they take out for us to be able to get this game for free technically. And then what will they, what will they put behind a paywall, which is always a little scary, especially in this industry. Uh, the last topic that I want to talk about or last news story that came, kind of came out recently is so Jay Raymond studio called Haven studio. So Jay Raymond, by the way, is, uh, 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 was a Ubisoft executive who, or, or I think, or someone who worked on the, on, on more on the creative side of things. But they were kind of, I remember the person responsible, not, I don't, they didn't create Assassin's Creed, but I remember they were the ones that were kind of, you know, talking through gameplay demos and stuff like that for Assassin's Creed when that first came out. I always kind of put Jade Raymond alongside uh, Assassin's Creed anytime I think about that game, just because I just remember those gameplay videos looking so cool. And, and then, you know, she was always the one that was presenting that game. So she was obviously kind of worked at Ubisoft for a while. And then from there, I think she went to maybe EA and then maybe Stadia. And then she started her own studio called Haven Studios. Now Haven Studios has been bought by PlayStation. Initially PlayStation invested 
in the studio and then now they full out, you know, outright just bought them. And I mean, this is great in a sense, obviously new studios and all that. Uh, what this, for me at least, what this means is that initially PlayStation invested in them and said that, look, we'll invest in your company and whatnot, but obviously, you know, we want to see what you do, what your game is, all that stuff, what you're working on. And, you know, we'll, we'll see if we, if we like what we're seeing and everything like that, we might go along with it. Or if we like what we're seeing, we'll just get that game exclusive and we'll, we'll talk in the future. The fact that we don't have an idea about the game that they have and we haven't seen anything, anything like that. And then all of a sudden, after making that initial investment, now we hear that PlayStation has full, out, full on, like just bought them, means that whatever they're cooking up, whatever they're working on on their end is something that PlayStation really likes. Um, I won't be surprised if it's something that's like a, a live service game because I do think that they said that they were working on a live service game. I could be wrong, but knowing Sony and, and their, their plan and what they're trying to do, it could be something that they said that, yeah, this, this is the perfect live service game that we want in our catalog. Or, you know, maybe they, they came together on their side and they came up with a really cool story, something that could rival Last of Us, Uncharted, Days Gone, Ghost Tsushima, all these games. And they said that, yeah, like this could be the next big, big, next big, like, you know, PlayStation game after Go Tsushima. This could be the next thing that will get turned into a Netflix movie or a film or whatever. So Sony, obviously Sony saw something in them and that's great. I mean, this, them buying the studio, like without us having seen anything tells us a lot, tells us that there's something there and it is pretty awesome, most likely. So quite exciting. I'm, I'm definitely excited to see what this means and what the game will be. And like I said, like, I'm, I'm just excited that Jay Raymond will be able to kind of do something, uh, do something big, especially on the, in the gaming side after a while, because, uh, all we've kind of heard is her heading up certain studios at different companies, but not like no game really came out of it. Uh, but here it seems because this is her own studio and it's bought by PlayStation. I feel like this could be that perfect mesh and, and we, we might something cool. We might see something cool. We might not, who knows, but hopefully this is good sign for the future. From that, we'll go on to talk talking about some of the other games that I've been playing other than Cyberpunk 2077. Um, I have kind of jumped back into Elden Ring now. My goal was to finish Cyberpunk and then jump into Elden Ring and then Elden Ring will be kind of like now my, my big main game that I want to focus on, especially since, you know, the game only came out like a few months ago. So it's been a while and I, I'm still like, no, I still haven't changed the game. I'm going through that game. I've uh, done a couple more side bosses. So I got more, uh, more stuff. I just keep leveling up. I feel like I'm definitely over leveled in terms of where I should be going next, but I've beat the first Elden Lord. Um, I've, I've done like crazy amounts of side bosses at this point. So, and also got like a bunch of cool weapons. So I'm just going to focus on that and just kind of explore for a bit, not really, uh, focus on, you know, finding a new boss, but just like run around. Maybe I've run through the boss, who knows, right. But just run around for a little bit. Uh, but yeah, that, that'll be like my next game that I want to finish. Um, I've been playing F1 2022 as well here and there. Anytime there's like a new race happening in the actual Formula One uh, races and the, the events, I usually like jump on my wheel and, and do that race a couple of times, see what like lap times I can get, which is really good. And I'm really enjoying it. It's definitely not as, it, it, it is very simmy, I guess. It's not super arcadey as, as like what I was made to believe. But at the same time, it's, it's kind of the right amount. And I think anyone that's even remotely interested in, in Formula One should should check out Formula One 2022. It's a, it's a really fun game. Especially if you have a Game Pass, I think you get like 10 hours free. So you might as well check it out and, and, and see whether or not you like the game. The the last game I want to talk about, this is a game that I've been streaming right like recently, is Sniper Elite 5. 
And I'm really enjoying this game. I'm really enjoying this. Sniper Elite 4 was awesome, uh, but it was a game that went under the radar and it came out on, on PS Plus, so I checked it out because of that. But Sniper Elite 5 again came out, came out on Game Pass. Um, would definitely have bought this game. Um, if I didn't plan on streaming it, I probably would have, I, I still probably would have just played on my Xbox, but let's say it wasn't on Game Pass, I probably would have bought this game for sure because I was really excited about it. I was really interested in what they wanted to do next. And from what I've played so far, they've, they've added to the game quite a bit. They've added more things to the game. It's really hard to explain, but just the movement, uh, the gameplay feels a bit tighter almost. Um, they've done really cool things with, maybe, maybe this was a thing that was already there before and I just never knew, noticed it, but there was a, there's a really cool thing called the sound mask, which is where uh, in this game, you obviously have a sniper and you have like a weapon and whatnot. You know what, before that as well, Sniper Elite 5, it's a game set during the World War II where you play as a sniper and you have to kill certain people. There's a story around it. That's kind of the whole gist of it. But the, one of the cool things about this game is uh, actually, actually in terms of gameplay experience itself, why you need to do this. So one of the things that you do is you have your obviously your sniper and your your handgun whatnot or your silencer. But even then, like it is still loud for some reason. Uh, I, I get like the sniper, but the silencer, I'm not really sure because you can see the silencer on top of it. But either way, basically the idea is you do you have to like find specific ammo which will be silent ammo, and you do find that ammo, and then when you use that, it doesn't make make a sound. So obviously that's fine, but like you know sometimes you can't find that in the world. But depending on the area you're in, you can actually take advantage of sound around you. So if there's like a plane going around you, or uh, maybe there's a truck or whatever, right? Whenever there's a sound, you'll get like a little like wavy length, wavelength thing pop up on the top. And when that's happening, if you shoot someone without a silencer and whatnot, or the if just with regular bullets, it will be masked by that sound, which is why it's called a sound mask. And that was really cool. And I just like that. I was like, I don't think this was in there before. And this is such a cool thing of like, because I would always be like, oh, I can't, I don't have any of these silent bullets, so I can't really do much with my weapon. So I'm just going to sneak around and whatnot. But this was like, this made it more strategic of like, okay, this is going to happen at this moment. Who can I take out? Who can I take out where I'll, I'll, I won't make, a, it won't make a lot of fuss. There won't be a lot of enemies and whatnot. And it was just really cool. Just small, small things like that, that they really improved on. And this overall has been a very enjoyable game. And I think it's very enjoyable for me coming off of Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song, which I think I've already kind of talked about it. I'm, I'm not sure, but yeah, like uh, that was, that was not a good game. I can't believe that I spent money on that game and I can't believe that came from the people that made the council because the council was really, really good, much better. Whereas Map the Masquerade Swan Song had not only glitches, but just the story wasn't great. The choices and everything weren't great. The gameplay was not enjoyable in my opinion. It just wasn't, it just wasn't what I expected. And there was one gameplay part, you know, the one part of the game, which was just terrible. Uh, I'm, I'm obviously not going to talk about it too much because it'll be spoilers and whatnot, but you can just go on my streams and check it out because it's still there. And it was just terrible. It just ruined the whole experience for me. So definitely would recommend avoiding that game. But coming from that, going to Sniper Elite 5 is just so refreshing to play a game that first of all is polished and just plays so well. And of course has the whole bullet time and whatnot, just overall such an enjoyable experience. And I'm just really, really liking this game. I'm definitely going to keep working through that. I do need to play Cuphead, the DLC. I know I, I have that like ready. It's already installed and whatnot. And I think I've 
kind of jumped into it for a second, but I haven't like fully, fully started playing it. Um, but I think Cuphead and also Kirby, the Forgotten Land, that's the other game that Staff Silver and I, I have been kind of chipping along with. So we should hopefully have that done soon enough. But tomorrow, uh, or when this goes live, the game Stray, like the cat game, will be will be live or it'll be available on on PlayStation and stuff. So I'm I'm pretty excited to check that out. So lots of awesome games coming out. So but but like I think it's just a matter of us trying to make sure we finish all these games before God of War Ragnarok because that's the that's the game. That's the only game that I'm I'm looking forward at this moment. Everyone knows my bias towards God of War, and I don't necessarily think you can call it a bias because it is an awesome game. But that was a game that I was really excited for since we even got wind of a second or sequel being made. And yeah, I'm just excited for that game. And that was, that's definitely going to be a game with a contender for me. I, I, I don't see it not hitting everything that it's supposed to, but who knows, right? I'm obviously going to be, you know, as fair to it as possible, but I'm so excited. So I'm just trying to make sure I finish all my games before God of War, because when God of War comes, I don't want to play nothing. I don't want to do anything else. I just want to play God of War. Uh, and with that, thank you so much, everyone, for joining. It really means a lot. Please email me at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitch at Twitch at amandaman and also check me out on Instagram at amandamangames. I, I respond pretty quickly on Instagram if you ever want to reach out. And definitely keep uh, tuning into Twitch if you can. Um, I, I need to kind of get back onto TikTok because I was making a couple of videos there, here and there. And I actually might even try streaming on TikTok just to try something new. So definitely stay tuned for that. And yeah, see you next time. Bye.